One, two, intro, two, three, four, one. I raise up. It's finally starting to get cool again, and you know what that means. It's time for trunk or candy this year for trunk or treat. If you can, grab a couple of bags of candy and donate. Um, those who decorate their own cars will provide their own candy, but we need a lot of additional candy. Always need more. If you can, please uh, be sure the bags have individually wrapped pieces of candy. 
and place them in the drop-off locations that are on each door. Youth Sunday is this coming Sunday, and come support us on Youth Sunday and Food Kitchen. Trunk or Treat is going to be October 29th with signing up for a car. If you can, please decorate your car and wear a costume and purchase candy to give out. However, if you, you can still come and participate. But if you sign up, uh, you are committing to show up. We will do the event rain or shine. so many people coming through the doors every week from our community and it's important to keep our building in tip-top shape for everyone. Remember, so if you guys could come out on October 21st from 9 to 12, it would be a lot of help because many hands make less work. See you there. Calling all bakers. It's that time again where we need cookies for Bread Campus Ministry. We need lots of cookies. No nuts, please. People could be allergic. And leave them in room 103 this Sunday. Hopefully your cookies will be as good as these. Mm. All right. Good morning, everybody. I'm so glad you all could make it this morning. If you would, bow your heads with me. Dear God. Thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for your plan that allows us to be here in your house this morning. So we thought our weeks and be with us as we are here for you. In Jesus' name, amen. One, two, one.
communion. The service of Christian worship at which bread and wine to make or declare sacred. Why is this bread and juice sacred? Because Jesus made them so. We read that in Matthew 10. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this wine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Why do we do this? As Jesus instructed his disciples to do so, as a symbol of this day, is his torture for our sins. The crucifixion as the ultimate sacrifice for the forgiveness of all sins. And his conquering of death. As we take these consecrated emblems today, I pray that you lay yourself before the cross. Thinking what it would have been like to have been there. To have been part of this. This is a time of reflection in each and every one of us. And for the actions that Jesus took to follow God's will. In Luke 23, 40, called out with a loud voice, Father, unto your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. Father, God, thank you so much for sending the lamb, the eternal sacrifice for our sins, so that we may choose to live in Jesus and to our obedience to what he has called.
because it's important that you listen to me, right? You can hear me now. Well, it's definitely felt good this morning. Everybody was happy. Leslie's like, I get to get out my long sleeves. You know you're in the south when it's 75 or 80 degrees and people have on winter coats, right? I found that rather funny when I first moved to the deep south. So we're going to continue on with our, our real life series. Did you notice our signs? So we are officially real life Christian church with everybody but the IRS. And I don't know when they'll get their act together, but we'll see when that happens. Probably be a while. But we're going to talk real faith versus fake faith. And when you think about our world today, have you ever noticed how many imitation products there are? Have you noticed that there are? And I guess you could call them fake. I mean, think about it. I can walk around with a fake Rolex watch and you can't tell the difference. I can have a fake or imitation perfume or cologne. I can put fake sugar in my coffee. I mean, let's just think about it. I can wear fake designer clothes with my fake leather and then I can go and sit and talk about fake news. We live in a world that is full of counterfeit and fake. And sometimes fake works just as well as the real thing. Sometimes, right? But there's one area in life where fake doesn't work. You need the real thing. Have real faith, not fake faith. And when you think about it, without faith, we would not be able to overcome the obstacles we face in life if it wasn't real. Never have the power to help or save you. Fake faith will never answer your prayers, and it will never transform you. Fake faith. You know, when, when in the 80s, you watched all the movies, and they showed New York cities, and it was all the panhandlers, and I thought that was just for show. It's not. We took a group of Statue of Liberty, and I get bombarded with them. They're selling all this stuff, and he's got these really nice Ray-Ban sunglasses. I said, are those real? He said, oh, yeah, they're 100% real. I, yeah, they're real. And I know I'm not going to buy Ray-Bans for $3. Matter of fact, they lasted about an hour and a half, and they broke. I got my $3 worth. Fake is fake. And today, I hope that we will better understand what fake faith is. And when we understand what fake faith is, it'll lead us to put our faith into action. James. Don't you love the book of James? Chapter 2, these are everybody's favorite verses. <clears throat> Most of you skip it when you go to reading it. It says, What claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. They keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And then this is my favorite part. You believe the shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Now, I've said it before. Some people believe James and Paul's sermon on that. I don't know if you remember that or not. I hope some of you might remember that, but I doubt it, because it's been a while. 
But Paul emphasizes how do we know we are saved, and James emphasizes how to show that you are saved. Paul focuses on the, the root of your sin, and James focuses on the effects of salvation, which is external and can be seen by everybody. Now there's a difference. James tells us some things about real faith. But it's interesting and he starts telling us some things real faith is not. And it's examples of when we're not showing real faith. And the first one comes in James 2.14 where he says if somebody claims, if someone claim, if you claim to back it up, have you ever done it? You know, if someone says they have faith, that's the main point of this first test of showing you have than just the words that I say. Isn't it? It's a lot more than just saying I have faith. It's more than a memorized prayer. It's even people with no faith who can better quote scripture than any of us. And knowing all the Christianese, you know what I'm talking about, all the right language to use, knowing the buzzwords, knowing the theology, doesn't mean... Now this may sound rude, but just because I say I have faith doesn't mean I have it. Just because I say I can dunk a basketball doesn't mean I can't, right? Take one look at me and say, nope, you look more like the basketball, right? But it's the truth. And, and say I say I can. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> the truth is I can't play the radio right most of the time. You see, I might believe it. And that's what's been going around in our world right now, isn't it? Between the pandemic, social justice issues, the up and a lot of people who claim to be Christians certainly don't act like it, do they? Actions speak very loudly. The stuff we post on how many people post stuff on social media about the faith that they have, but their life doesn't match up with their Facebook feed. If you'd have told me when I started preaching, I'd be, what is that? But we've got to be real. Facebook is more called fake book. For most people, they don't come with all kinds of stuff out on there. You know, it's just, but some of it they need to keep to themselves. But James is telling us just because you have faith doesn't mean, say it, doesn't mean it's there. It's more than words. Listen to these words in, that Matthew said, or Jesus said in Matthew. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you hear those Jesus is saying? Just because you say Lord doesn't mean you're going to go to heaven. It's not what you say, it's what you do. In oh no, Kirby's talking about works. No, I'm talking about results. Because i got to be... But your actions will be a true representation of your faith. Won't they? That's what Jesus is meaning. If you, is your faith really real? 
So what value is fake faith? None. It has no value other than to delude ourselves when we're not. So real faith is more than just words, I say. Another, another example of, of fake faith comes in verses 15 and 16 where he says some daily food. If one of you says, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Because real faith is more than just emotion or lip service. It's more than saying, I feel sorry for this guy or this girl. It's, it's action. Eight. When what they need is something to eat. That's a great example by James. If someone's in the winter without a jacket, they don't need me to say, I hope I can, you can find a jacket. They need to say, hey, let's go get you something warm to wear. If you see somebody who's hungry, and, and I'm not being critical of prayer, because I believe you should pray, but what they need more than anything is some food in their belly. It's kind of like this, a finger up in my truck door. And you walk by and you say, I'll pray that you get your finger out of that door. I'm going to say, would you get your behind over here and open this door and let me out? What do I need? Do I need the prayer or do I need the help? Real faith, and it, it means getting involved in people's lives and in their needs. It's relational, isn't it? It's about knowing that, that and we got the ability to help them. That's, and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to stand and talk to people that don't look like you, talk like you, act like you. next thing that James says is that real faith is more than an idea I debate. We don't debate about it. 2.18 he says you have faith, I have deeds. Someone's going to say that. But then remember he said but somebody's going to say I've got faith and I'll show you by my work by my deeds. Show me your faith apart from you. And what James is getting here is that some people faith is just a conversation an idea or something to debate. I'm not going to question you. I take you on your word. But I will see the evidence of it if it's true. And me being who I am, and you may get mad at me. But the, the truth is, there's action behind it. You know, and religion, day and night. And just because they talk about religion or they post about religion, or they rant about religion, doesn't mean that they have real faith. You know, because they don't want to practice it. They want to talk about it. They want to preach it. But they don't want to live it. They want to dissect it to see if they can make it fit what they want to live. They will talk and talk and talk about God, but we don't ask them to make a commitment to God. And, and heaven forbid Kirby ask you to volunteer with your time and your efforts and your talents. James is arguing with, that with some people talk about faith while others talk about good works. And James quickly dismisses faith because I do the work. Uh -huh. AT&T. You know, 
You see, it's a contrast. Those who want to talk about the Bible and those who want to do good deeds. And then there are those that want they want to talk the talk and walk the walk. They want to practice what they preach. They want to live out their Christianity every day. Others never demonstrate to the world around them. What's key in this verse is when by my works, by my deeds. He's telling us that real faith is visible. That we can see it in action. Let me ask you, is it because they say I love you? Is that it? By actions, right. You, you know somebody loves you by their actions. If they tell you, that's a starting point, right? You should say I love you. But if that's all there is to love, then that's not real love. The best way to see someone's love is to experience it. When you put love into action, now the words I love you have meaning. There's too many people who say I love you, but they don't love at all. Their love is abusive or dysfunctional. That's a kind of love that tears down rather than builds up. And that's not love at all. Love is shown by the way we treat one another. Do you know you can't see faith? Until you see it in action. I can results. Real faith is visible to others. Now we don't do things to be seen. If you're doing it so, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. That's the wrong. Don't give me that. We do it because we're called by God to serve. Show me your. Don't tell me about it. Don't talk about it. Don't quote it. Don't give me the feelings behind it. Show me that it is real. And when God comes into your life, everybody in this room had the same experience on conversion, did you? If you did, then there's, we need to go back and revisit that. Because for everybody, there's one thing that should be the same for everybody when God comes into your life. You should be changed. You should be different. Favorite verses, and, and I don't know how many of these I've seen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. Now, we like that one, don't we? We like our refrigerators on the bathroom mirror so we can see if we're the same. So we can read that verse and look at ourselves in the mirror. And see if God has made a difference in us. Paul is telling us that those old things, those old sin habits, those old bad things that we used to do, they'll pass away and they will die. We have to let them die though, don't we? And years of work for that to happen. And when it does happen, we become a new creation. Think about the old caterpillar that builds this cocoon. Work and then, then he has to go in there and transform and go through that process. And I bet that's not a pleasant process. I'm glad I didn't have to get older. But here's the thing when it's time to come out of that cocoon, the work begins again, doesn't it? To be eat its way out of that cocoon. 
see the old caterpillar works its way out of the cocoon and flies away a beautiful butterfly. That should be the image of Christ as we follow him every day. We should be striving to be more and more. It's more than just a truth, I believe. James uses sarcasm. I guess that's why I like him so much. Because by guys, we, we, we live by sarcasm, don't we? I believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that. And shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds? I can't tell you how many times I've had people generically or boastfully tell me, oh, I believe in God. You know. How many times have you heard, had somebody tell you that, but to line it up with faith? And if that's going to get them, you know, they say it as if it's going to get browning points from God because they say that. I believe. James counters that with saying, the demons believe. The demons believe in God and, and they've got head knowledge. But they don't obey God, do they? That's radical sounding, isn't it, in today's society? But even the demons believe, and they're not going to heaven. They're going to kill Jesus. Just because, no, he knows who Jesus is. He's the son of God. He knows it, so he's trying to kill him. But he tried. It's not just something you believe in your head. It's not just something you argue about. Real faith is not a great idea. It's not saying a bunch of words and getting the warm fuzzies and the high feelings that you get because you came to church. Real faith is evident when we put our faith into action. It's something I do. It's active. It's not passive. Ultimately, faith is a choice and it's something we all should be striving to be. Paul said this. He said, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith, act like men, and all that you do be done in love. These are great words to hear because they're action words. But these are the words we want to skip over a lot of action. But it's action. We're to be watchful, to stand firm, act like men, be strong, and do everything in love. When people look at you in this way, are we standing firm in the faith? Are we being strong? Are we acting like Christians? Are we doing all things in love? The world, who we are in Christ or without Christ. Now I could preach on this for another hour. Should I? No. Wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up pretty quick. Because I know some of you looking at your wash and your bellies are growling. Move into action to feed your bellies, right? For now, I'm going to leave you with this ultimate question. If you were arrested for being a Christian and your case came before a judge to determine if you should have enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian, could they convict you of being a Christian? Changing you. Because real faith always produces a changed life. It's more than words I say. It's more than an emotion or a feeling. It's more than repeating a prayer led by somebody. It's a movement in your soul that drives you to live it out every day and every moment.
Christ as your Lord. Then repent of your sins and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But that's just the beginning. Then you're called to live out the faith that you profess. To live it out in your places of work. In your recreational activities. Your faith should be evident. You know, we've got a softball team. We do. I mean, we ain't won a game yet. Well, we won one because the other team didn't show up. <laughs> We've got some stars. Don't get me wrong. There was a home run hit last night. You know, it was in, and we're getting better. But you know what's great about us? Is nobody gets mad. Nobody's upset. We're having a great time. That we're not acting like Christians on the field. You know what it's about? Even in our, and I'm super competitive, don't get me wrong. It's hard for me to lose 19 to 10. It's hard. But at least we scored 10. But reality is this. We still behave like Christians. After one game, we came walking across shaking hands. We And it's not always the case. Some of them don't want anything to do with it. I heard some in one game making, well, we're, we're playing against Jesus. You know what? Let them say it. As long as we're acting like it. As long as we're acting like we're Christians while we're out there. Even in your recreation. But here's the hardest one. What about in your private time? What about when nobody else is around? Are you living out your Christianity then? Because nobody else is watching, but God is. You know, being a follower of Jesus Christ, not just at church or when you're around other Christians, it's a lifestyle and a choice that we have to choose every day. You see, Jesus didn't suffer a horrible death wash you about our faith. There should be no doubt to everyone that we are totally committed to our Savior. Totally. If I were in charge of Christianity, would there be against your Christianity? That's a tough one, isn't it? Depends on who you ask. Yeah. There should be no doubt that Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. So I challenge you all, let's live out a real faith, one that is seen by the things that we do, one that is each other and we love those in need and we reach out by action and we help people. Real faith, real faith, you can answer it. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We are so thankful, Lord, that, that you gave us Jesus. Beautiful example of doing what needs to be done. So that we can go to heaven. And Lord, we know that that Jesus had the opportunity to stop his horrible death. 
but he chose to live it out right up until the end. And, he, and may we show our thankfulness to him by the way that we live our life. May you give us strength to make a difference in this world, to build your kingdom and show the world that we have real faith. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. You know, faith is one of those things that, that is long debated. People want to talk about all the different facets of faith comes right down to trust. Do you trust that Jesus and he shed that blood that day for you and for me? Do you trust and believe that? Not because he had to. And if you really truly believe that then it will show things that you choose to do and if today if, if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord this is the invitation to do so to come forward confess him as you into Christ you'll receive the Holy Spirit and then, then you can go out and start building that cocoon and working on that change with the you have to make the choice. And a lot of you made that choice years ago and, and you found yourself about halfway out of the cocoon. You know, God promises that he will continue to work on you until the day you get to heaven. Doesn't he promise you that? That he's going to continue the good work. Don't give up. Don't quit. And maybe today you need to come forward and, and just pray or right there where you're standing and say, God, I, I'm ready to get out of this cocoon. I'm, but I need your help. And you know what? He's there ready to help you. He's there to help you. And so are we. If that's you today, I had lots of people who felt like they just needed to do it. If that's you, do that too. But I urge you, don't, because the longer you righteousness he humbled himself carrying the cross amazing love so
this young lady here would like to share something with us. This past Wednesday, I got a call at work, and my husband said, come home. I've just run over our grandson. He's 16 months old. There's police cars, everything. Um, the left rear tire had rolled all the way over the baby, uh, up to his neck. Anyway, made a miraculous recovery. He actually came home yesterday. Oh, awesome. Wow. We just want you to know that God is still in the work of miracles today, and that was a miracle, amen. and we are so thankful. Oh, amen. 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 Thank amen. you. Thank you. Now, that is good news, isn't it? Thank you for sharing. You know, isn't it nice to hear that God's still at work in this world? One of our lives today. And we need to be aware of that and live out the presence of God in our life. If you're visiting with us and you can stop by the visitor desk, if you just want to come up here and talk to me, I'll be up here for a little while afterwards. But here's the thing. We are called to be the church, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we will celebrate the miracle of a little baby who survived being run over by a car. That's, let's go out and tell everybody how great our God is. All right, don't forget next week is Youth Sunday. Please come out and support these kids. Ron Shaley's coming. So come and eat. Listen, you all all go out to eat every week, right? Yep, yep see? So take that money that you would spend in a restaurant and go get you some good quality food. Good quality food that is prepared in love to help them go to TCTC and camp and, and do the activities they do. All right, I'm going to shut up because I'm hungry too. But hey, we love you. This church is here for you. All right. Kenny, will you dismiss us? Please bow your heads. Dear God, thank you again for this wonderful day you've given us that we could come into your house and lift your name in praise for you that you give us every week. And we get to come back every week to do this. Please watch over us and extend your protection that you give us as we go out this week and preach your. And thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name. Sigrid.